Hello, fellow educators. Welcome to the seventh episode of Teacher's Tint, a place to regain your strength after a long day, week, or maybe semester, this 2023. I'm your host, Steve G. It's actually part of your valuable feedback that led to the title of today's presentation. Many ed educators enjoyed episode four and asked for more tips and hints on what to do when you feel your day is too short. So, today we'll go a bit deeper into a topic that is quite key to being an effective teacher, time management. May I kindly suggest that if you haven't listened to episode four, you take a short detour and do so, since listening to it, I think, might be a good starting point to get some basic ideas on the topic. For the rest of us, we'll go deeper into this crucial skill in today's discussion. In the presentation I'm currently working on this spring, Becoming Effective Teachers, I rank this item as number one of 12 features that a teacher seeking effectiveness must possess. In this episode, as usual, I'll share my five ways which I believe can help us teachers to be wiser in the use of time. So let's hope you enjoyed today's presentation. Please keep sharing your feedback after listening, either through comments on Instagram or emails in things you think might help us reach that desired goal. So let's discuss the management of time. William Penn said, time is what we want most, but what we use worst. Every teacher, whether an elementary, self-contained, departmentalized, or a middle or high school teacher with 45-minute lessons, has the same 24 hours in his or her day. Adding more time to our day is not possible, and in my case at least, not desirable. I already spend too much time at school, thank you very much. So, when talking about time management, I'll be referring to using the time we already have in a more effective manner. One first step, I believe, as a first way of using this valuable resource wisely, is planning. This seems obvious, since we all plan as teachers, don't we? The question here is, can our planning be improved to stretch the time we already have? I think it can, if we plan A, realistically, and B, we plan for unforeseen situations. Let me explain. Realistically means including topics and activities that can be completed by the average student in the allotted time. We often plan too much and then feel like we have not had enough time. The truth is there would have been enough time had we been more realistic when planning. I'm often guilty of this. I get excited when planning and connect this activity with that practice and before I know it, I've overplanned. Also, planning Pothelia Unexpected will aid in improving our time management because it will help us respond adequately whenever there is an unforeseen situation. Say there is a fire drill, a long announcement, students pulled out of a class by ex-teacher or specialist, your class is needed for a special rehearsal, just to mention a few of the daily interruptions we experience in our rooms. In my lesson plan, I usually place an asterisk on, for example, two of the five things I have planned for any day, so I can switch and quickly modify my teaching when the unexpected hits. By doing so, I ensure that 
all students have seen at least these two things that I have deemed essential for that day. A second item that helps improve how I manage my time is having a to-do list. Notice I use the singular, a list. Some educators don't have a list at all, while some have too many lists. Sometimes I use paper, sometimes my phone, but my list shows me what I need to focus on next. Using my phone for notes allows me to move items up or down more easily, thus allowing me to prioritize my list. This is, I feel, a key ingredient. Many of us have a list, but it's not always in order of importance. I prioritize my to-do list because I don't want to be spending time on solving an issue that is important, but not urgent, only to find out, once I'm ready to go home, that the next one is due tomorrow. A third helpful thing to do is delegating tasks. Why spend your time doing things yourself when someone else can do them for you? If you're part of an amazing team like mine, there's no need for that. Miss Pearls, Miss D, and I apply division of labor already. We each evenly do what we're best at. Some teams, unfortunately, don't operate like that. When you feel the workload is uneven, think. Is there anything your co-workers could do, which you are currently doing yourself? Those of us with type 4 tendencies, remember the overworked teacher in episode 3? Need to do this often, especially when there is a type 2 teacher in your team. Remember the coasters in that same episode? Don't forget these teachers will gladly encourage you to do it all, and will even shower you with praise when you do. However, when we realize that delegating is not only fair, but helps us have more time ourselves, we'll see the benefits of leveling the field. For me, the last couple of years, this has been true when, for example, a co-worker would ask by email to tell or give something to a student. In the past, I would have added that to my load and done it. Today, my kind response is, he or she is sitting here in my room. Please feel free to come and give it and ask yourself any time that suits you. By setting boundaries, I show my time is valuable too, and I'm not willing to do something for you that you can perfectly well do yourself. Delegating does not end with other colleagues. For me, the richest part of delegating is with students. Kids can do a lot of things once we model and teach them how. In my room, students take care of, just to mention a few tasks, attendance and breakfast, two items that in the past used to take away some of my own scarce time. Having students work for me gives them a sense of pride and takes a lot off my own plate. It is important to point out that we delegate the job, but not the responsibility. We must still supervise the performance at all times. We are still the one adult in the classroom, after all. Taking breaks is a fourth thing that highly improves how we use time. When I feel tired, taking a walk down the hall of my school helps me focus more when I return to work. Miss Heidi, a public school teacher from Texas, has shared an app she even uses to take breaks. It's called Headspace. She shares that she loves using this app as it provides breathing activities, soundscapes, and focus music. 
When she travels, she even uses the soundscapes to go to sleep. Thanks, Miss Heidi, for sharing your suggestion. Having students take breaks, on the other hand, will help us teach in less time, as they will be more ready to learn after the break. Let's remember that one characteristic more and more kids are exhibiting nowadays is a shorter attention span. So, more frequent breaks have become a must for teachers seeking to use time better. A final tip is avoiding distractions. I have already shared that as a people person, I enjoy interacting with my coworkers. These talks can be a source of distraction for me, making me wonder later where some of my time went. I therefore don't hesitate to close my door and focus on work instead. If I'm longing for a conversation, I even tell myself I'll be able to chat once I complete my work as a manner of reward when my work gets done. By delaying my own gratification, I carry my own carrot on a stick. What distracts you? People? Your phone? Please share what gets you away from focusing. In conclusion, as teachers, it's easy to feel like our day flew away. But trying these tips should help us maximize the time we have, namely planning, keeping a to-do list, delegating, taking breaks, and avoiding distractions. These are the top five on my list that we have covered in today's episode, My Day is Too Short. I would love to hear what suggestions would make your top five list. Feel free to email me this or other comments to steve at teacherstint.com. Again, that's steve at teacherstint.com. Or you can follow Teachers Tent on Instagram. That's Teachers Tent altogether, lowercase. In the meantime, join us next week for our podcast's eighth episode. How can I have fun with my kids? So much emphasis is placed on students feeling amused while they learn. But what about us? Can we have fun with them? Let me know in advance any thoughts and tips you might have on this interesting topic. And if you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to let your colleagues and friends know about and bring them to Teacher's Tent. We'll make room for them too. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.